Hi, welcome to another episode of Tech Bytes, the ServiceNow podcast that helps you use the product better and more efficiently. I'm Suzanne Smith, your host, and today we're going to be talking about edge encryption, specifically setting up edge encryption, tokenization, encryption keys, and node alerts. Today, we have two special guests with us to talk about ServiceNow Edge Encryption. This is a very exciting security option in ServiceNow, and we are very pleased to have Mike Adler and Magalie Drant here with us today. Hi. Hello. Hello. Um, Mike Adler is a senior product manager for security here at ServiceNow. He's been with us about a year and a half. That's about right. Year and a half and comes to us with a wealth of experience. Magalie Drant is a senior development manager here at ServiceNow and has been here for five years and has worked on the development side on all different kinds of pieces and parts of ServiceNow from applications to the platform. Did I miss anything, Magalie? That's about it. That's about it. Um, Magalie and Mike are our resident experts on edge encryption. And so we're going to dive in and have them give us an overview of edge encryption and then answer some of our usual questions about best practices and tips and and how to make edge encryption work for you. So I think we're going to go to Magalie first. Can you give us an overview of edge encryption and why we added it to the product and what customers can do with it? Absolutely. All right. So the story goes back to two years ago, uh, where we started having um, a huge pool from our customer base or our prospect customer base, uh, especially in Europe, um, but also in the United States uh, and across the world, uh, about being able to keep absolute control or an ownership of the data. Um, because as you know, you are entrusting us with your data when, when you're placing your data in, uh, in the cloud. And with all the, all the, the news stories about uh, leaks and uh, Edward uh, Snowden and that kind of things, people are um, uh, worried about um, placing certain classes of data in the cloud. Um, this also coincides with a service now going into uh, wider markets than we used to and into wider geographies than we used to. So uh, back in the days where we were storing ITIL data in the US, the, the pool the, and the worry about the data um, ownership and sovereignty were not maybe that big. But as we are opening up toward more world markets and opening up toward, toward markets that handle more sensitive data, like security incident management, HR, finance. You start, you start storing personal, personal information about your employees in an instance and that kind of things. People are starting to really have those conversations about how can I make sure that this data is not going to be compromised in any shape or form ever? Um, how can I make sure that uh, so it's now being being an American company. The, my data is not going to be uh, taken under subpoena by uh, by American legislations agencies and that kind of things. So um, we looked very hard at at this problem. We looked we looked around us. Okay, what are what are the what are the common solutions? Um, and um, at the time there was like 
uh, a, a series of popular tools that were starting to be to be uh, to be uh, implemented all around that were um, providing the ability to encrypt data uh, before it gets to the to the cloud provider. But they were treating the the cloud provider as a black box, obviously, because they were provided by uh, by a third party company just. Kind of like reverse engineering the, the 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 payload of the request and transforming things on the fly, encrypting things on the fly. Um, so that works very well on paper, but very soon you realize when you try to implement it in real life on on uh, on your on your deployment that well it would encrypt more than what you want, or it would would uh, not encrypt what you want, or it would really like completely break your functionality. So we, we started really having um, a need for, for our customers or prospects to be able to have something better integrated with ServiceNow. So we explored a little bit uh, the, the, the opportunities of integrating maybe with something existing. We didn't see anything like really exciting there. So uh, we decided to go, to go out and just like build, build our own uh, that we would implement directly within, uh, within the core of the ServiceNow platform with an intimate knowledge of how the ServiceNow platform works so that we can retain as much functionality as we can by still allowing, to, uh, allowing the customers to protect their, uh, their sensitive data and, um, and keep it completely theirs. So that was the, the genesis of this product. And it was released in the Geneva release, correct? So that's just about a year ago now. Um, yes. Just about a year ago. So it's been in the Geneva and Helsinki release. Correct. So used with used by customers for two full versions now. Magali, can you tell us a little bit about how edge encryption is structured? Yes, absolutely. Um, so the the whole point of edge encryption is to uh, give you the customer complete control over certain class of data that you that you define as being sensitive and as being important to you to keep uh, to keep full control of. Like you're already familiar with uh, encryption capabilities with uh, uh, throughout the platform, um, but here the difference is that you actually are going to encrypt the data on your premise. So you're going to have um, a proxy that we provide you that you set up in your premise and operate on your premise, um, and you're going to direct uh, your um, uh, you, your users through that uh, through that proxy, um, so that the sensitive data can can get encrypted on the fly before it keep it, before it leaves your premise and uh, and goes on the internet and then ultimately on our premise. Um, and on the way back, um, this encrypted data uh, that um, is uh, unusable for anybody not being on your network, not being behind your proxy, will be decrypted by the proxy and um, uh, will will be intelligible to your end users that are behind the proxy. Um, so that proxy does this encryption decryption on the fly, um, scanning the payload, being very familiar with the kind of payload that's, that ServiceNow transactions contain. And um, the encryption key is entirely owned by you. At no point do we uh, have possession of the key. Um, so the, the whole point here is to give you the key to your encryption um, and um, so that anybody uh, that could come into malevolent uh, possession of uh, the ServiceNow data would only have uh, ciphertext without the key uh, and without access to that key. Uh, for for your your classified data. 
Uh, thank you for the overview, Magalie. Uh, I want to flip over to Mike now. And if I'm sold and I, I want this product and I want to start using edge encryption on ServiceNow, can you give our listeners some tips about how to get started with this right? How do you plan this? How do you prepare to implement this optimally so that you start strong and you don't have to go back and fix any problems? Exactly. Great question. And when I talk to customers about edge encryption, even when they're considering making the purchase of the of the product, that they go through three fundamental steps, as you suggested. How do I plan about putting in, introducing this technology into my infrastructure? Then once, if as good as my plans are, that'll that'll roll into making a much more straightforward implementation. And then going forward, you know, what are the out kind of outcomes that I can continue to achieve? So it all goes back to the planning. And the planning would be essentially identifying, classifying what type of information would be a likely candidate for edge encryption. And as they go through that discovery process, and that discovery process will then unfold exactly what you want to encrypt, like a sensitive piece of information, whether it be a social security number. Uh, if you have incident records, for example, that could contain sensitive information. And as we all know, you know the world is in 100% uh, security savvy. And you might have uh, people entering information uh, into particular forms that they, to them, they might not realize is sensitive. And so we're providing that that cover, that safety net for customers, uh, so that they can identify, classify fields that they, or even attachments. So you might even have a file that is. Uh, attached to a particular record in your ServiceNow instance, they'll want to they'll want to be able to encrypt that type of information. So you kind of sort out, okay, what what is it that I want to encrypt? Then you then you have to ask yourself, what am I going to do with the information uh, that I've encrypted? And on the platform, you've got a lot of different capabilities um, you know, throughout all the applications that you would run on the platform, right? And that means you're going to make decisions on that information. Um, that that logic that you run on the information uh, may, may be in the form of like a background script, a lot, some kind of uh, automation or logic that runs on the instance. So if you think about uh, computations, comparisons, uh, filtering, matching, sorting, type of operations that may happen on the instance, uh, if that information is in an encrypted state or form, then it might not, uh, then your results might be unpredictable. Now, the, the really cool thing about edge encryption is that we provide you three different types of uh, ways you can encrypt your data, whether it be a standard hash value. And what that means is that every time you encrypt that information, that information will be a different value. So that really doesn't lend itself well to actually you know, performing any kind of decision on that information, but it does provide you pretty strong encryption, which is what you're really trying to achieve overall. In addition to that, we also provide two additional types, one called quality preserving, the other one called order preserving. They're very similar. A quality preserving by the descriptive title allows you to do filtering, grouping, compar basic comparative type of operations. Uh, order preserving type of encryption will enable the 
uh, the customers to do everything I just described with a quality preserving, but also to let you do basic sorting operations. Now, what's really unique about these encryption types is that due to the tight integration of edge encryption in our platform, the platform is actually very aware, intimately aware of what you can and what you can't do with the information based on how it's been configured with the encryption type applied. For example, if you're looking at a formless view online and you look at the column header on the list view, right click on it and you'll see what you can and what you can't do with that particular view. If, it's, uh, if the data is encrypted with a quality preserving, what will be enabled will be features that you can actually apply uh, filtering and matching to, for example. If you're running a search form within ServiceNow platform, again, due to that tight integration, the platform already knows what you can do with it. If, you're, if you have order preserving, you'll get uh, a sorting options uh, as well. So it's, it's extremely powerful in that sense. In addition, uh, starting in the Helsinki release, we've also uh, offered the ability to tokenize data uh, for the um, information, and that's uh, that's separate from the uh, encryption uh, capabilities I just described. Uh, those encryption configurations will take precedence over data that's been configured to be uh, tokenized. Uh, so. I'll back up a little bit. I mentioned tokenization. That's a new buzzword. Uh, it's new in Helsinki. Tokenization essentially is defining a regular expression, which is used to define an encryption pattern. So you think about the, the format of um, social security number, for example, three digits, hyphen, two digits, hyphen, and then four digits. Anytime that particular pattern is matched, say you define that particular pattern, that pattern will be replaced with a token uh, before it leaves your network. What happens uh, when that data leaves your network, it's encrypted in flight or tokenized in flight, just like encryption does, edge encryption does. It, the data is stored at rest and the encrypted or tokenized state. Uh, encrypted means when you encrypt the field, it's replaced with ciphertext, so it'll be unintelligible and unusable to uh, to basically anyone not going through the customer's network, and it'll be unusable to people who try to go or access that data uh, outside of the edge encryption proxy, which sits on the customer's network. Now, tokenization, what that will do is uh, obfuscate uh, the information that might be commingled inside of the basically payload. Uh, I believe Magali mentioned that earlier. There was a payload that goes out through the proxy. The last part uh, I wanted to finish up on the planning. We've, as a as you recall, it was identifying what information you want to encrypt, mm -hmm. how you want to encrypt it, and then you know what kind of decisions you're going to make on that on that, so you understand what the compatibility or, or incompatibilities are with that information. The other part of it, Magali brought up, or uh, I was going to mention also, was the keys. We yeah. don't hold the keys, so. Probably a little bit of reinforcement there, but since we don't have the keys and no one between your network, you being the customer, yeah. and and ServiceNow does not have the keys, that's really important. You have three different options for the types of keys that we support with the Edge Encryption product. That would be the Java Key Store, and then the Jamalto, also known as SafeNet, uh, NAE Key Secure, also formerly known as Data Secure. Those and the file system are the three different key store options. 
once you've once you've mapped out those areas in terms of planning, the other part you need to also understand or as a customer is the notion that you're going to introduce a new element or component into your network and understanding how that element is going to, your user is going to connect through the edge encryption proxy. That's that's the new introduction. And where you're going to set that up and basically how your network is going to communicate, uh, direct all your users through the edge encryption proxy. And if they're not going to go through the edge encryption proxy, something we don't really encourage at this point, they would need to uh, bypass the proxy, go directly to your instance, and they would have to understand those implications that go along with it. The, if you factor in all those plans, those elements, you'll be in pretty good shape once it comes to actually doing all the activities or tasks. Those activities basically are really straightforward. That's that's what really gets me jazzed a lot about the product is in the user interface and the simplicity of actually configuring uh, the edge encryption product. It's a matter of the system admin. They'll have a security admin privileges to actually configure the product, identifying which particular uh, fields and attachments that they want to encrypt, identifying the patterns, defining the patterns of information they want edge encryption to tokenize for them. It's it's really straightforward in the user interface. The in terms of edge encryption uh, being being used to configure the data, you've it already knows what, what's eligible to be encrypted and what's not. So you'll have uh, you know more technically speaking, the implications are uh, text string data, string uh, text data as of uh, Helsinki, but text string uh, information right out of uh, the initial release in Geneva that you can encrypt. Uh, the uh, tokenization, again, uh, that's available starting in Helsinki release. And we have two different ways of a system admin setting that up as well, whether it be a basic editor, if they're not comfortable with creating regular expressions like Java regular expressions. And if they are, if they happen to be uh, comfortable with that, we have an advanced editor. And it's pretty straightforward. If um, admins are comfortable with uh, the standard user interface for a guided setup, they'll definitely understand that. That maps back to your planning on what you want to encrypt, how you want to encrypt it. Then there's the other part I mentioned about the setup for the uh, encryption keys. We have a you would set up your encryption keys two different ways, depending on if uh, you're running Geneva or Helsinki release. Going forward in Helsinki release, we have a, a guided type of setup, graphical user interface. For folks that are customers that are running on Geneva, basically prior to Helsinki, we've got uh, the configuration for encryption keys that will actually have to happen on a properties or basically a, a configuration file, which tells the encryption proxy how it needs to be set up. Going forward, Helsinki, we have uh, an online configuration capability, which lets the admin go ahead and set up their encryption keys. They can set up a default key, change the default key. They can uh, they can schedule or run on demand encrypt, uh, key rotation and key rota uh, key encryption type of activities. And it's pretty much uh, based on what the uh, system admin would set up in terms of what encryption keys they want to apply with edge encryption. So that's that's part of the main, that's part of the activities. The other one is actually um, uh, when they want to uh, do mass encryption type of jobs, they want to apply encryption uh, of a column or a 
field across all all records in the database. They can do that very straightforward fashion. It's very quick, very efficient. They can use that as part of their uh, own type of uh, security hygiene, so to speak. And I'm thinking those are you know, some of the primary steps. If uh, the customers have custom integrations, we have API support. Uh, supports web services, REST APIs. If they've got uh, particular record producers, we have, you know, come you know that comes included with the edge encryption product. Though our there's a notion of encryption rules. That's also something that's very special about the edge encryption product, and that it is built uh, to work through an API to understand what. Uh, the behavior is of uh, different operations across uh, applications, whether they be uh, standard applications like your ITSM suite or HR, GRC, security ops, but they also might have scoped applications. We have customers that use uh, scoped applications, and for scoped applications, they would they would consider using uh, web services or REST APIs. If they've got legacy applications that they want to exchange information to between uh, the edge encryption proxy and their instance, they can use REST APIs for that too. So we have customers across uh, a variety of uh, use cases that that choose those types of options. That's great. I, I want to get into a few tips and tricks because I'm sure that you have some up your sleeve. Uh, do you have some tips and tricks maybe around things like scheduling encryption jobs or monitoring or logging? Magali, over to you. Tips, tricks? Like, as you probably gathered when talking about like encryption and redirecting traffic through a proxy, there's probably a number of things that can go wrong. Um, so there's really two families of, uh, of things you have to, to, to look for. Like one is the traffic, the traffic redirection. So when you're going to set up a proxy, so um, you're going to have to like validate that your end users have, have access to that proxy because if you like have any issues with accessing that proxy, well, for the end user, that will equate to not being able to get through to the instance. Um, so that is, uh, now there's one class of, uh, of issues um, that, uh, that, you, that you might encounter is like, the network, um, uh, the, the network definition, and um, how you how you route those, uh, those those transactions across your across your organization. Uh, we're trying to help with that, even though it's not on our premise. There's nothing really that we can do directly. We do provide some uh, some features um, to to support that. Some monitoring features, some uh, some uh, administration features, where the instance is aware of all the proxy nodes that uh, connect to to it. And we'll actually raise al alerts when it stops seeing traffic from one of the proxy nodes that um, uh, didn't uh, properly shut down. Like if you want to remove a proxy node out of your set your setup, that's perfectly fine. But then you would you would shut it down like. Uh, cleanly, and the instance would be aware that this node is, go is going away. But if all of a sudden one node has um, lost connectivity to, to the internet, for example, uh, and cannot co communicate with the instance anymore, the instance will actually notice that it hasn't received any heartbeat from that node for a while, and that therefore 
we might be in a performance degradation situation or we might be in a situation where some end user cannot cannot reach the instance so we are actually alerting on the on the service now premises and we've got our um, our monitoring team looking like seeing those alerts come in and they might actually even contact you before you notice and say hey well you might have some some issue going on there um, so that's for one one category of um, uh, of, of difficulties you might you might encounter. Um, the other aspect is really about uh, what do I want to do with the data that I'm encrypting? Is it data that I want to process heavily? Is it data that I want to slice and dice like this 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 text string? Do I want to extract some information out of it? Well, you cannot extract. Uh, information out of a ciphertext. That's the whole point of encryption. Um, so you have to be careful uh, to really be aware of like what is the workflow that you that you want to have with your data. Um, I always use the, the analogy of saying that there are two kinds of fields. There are the fields that store workflow information, routing information, and there are fields that store. Um, the meat of the knowledge of a, of a record. Um, you want to encrypt the fields that store the meat of the knowledge. That is where somebody is going to describe their medical issues or somebody is going to store the social, their social security number or somebody is going to describe the exact steps to break in your data center if it's a security incident. Um, but all the information about categorizations, routing, assignment groups, that kind of things, you probably want to leave that open so that you can still uh, uh, have all your your backend logic that you that you know and love with the ServiceNow platform help you work with that data. Um, so that is what um, Mike was referring to in all that phase of planning. So really understanding what is it that I want to encrypt and why and what is it that I will not be able to do once once it's encrypted? Um, definitely, I recommend against the approach of saying, oh, I'm going to encrypt my entire database because this is really defeating the purpose of having an intelligent uh, uh, cloud-based uh, platform for, for automation of, of data processing. So uh, one has to really think about their use case and... Uh, what class of data to protect, what class of data to really use to the to the maximum. Because as you know, um, security and usability are two uh, opposite notion of a, of a software feature. The more secure the data is, the less usable the data is. So um, this is this is a mathi- mathematical law, I would say. Um, so it's all about planning right and having the right balance between your security and your usability. Excellent, excellent. I I wholeheartedly agree. Um, there's actually a, a, there's probably too many hit, hints or tips and tricks that I could cover all in one session. But one some of the things that pop out of my my head when um, I'm working with customers, I, I monitor activity with customers on a constant basis. The encryption log is your best friend. The reason I say that is when you actually bring up that encryption log, it continues to to put entries into itself. So you can kind of understand, am I up and running okay successfully? Did everything run and start up the way I I expected them to do, whether it be, you know, all my connections, my proxy, my uh, other configuration items, and I'll, I'll be able to see right away and I'll be able to work really productively, really quickly with uh, ServiceNow support, technical support team at the same time. 
Uh, that's that's from kind of like a you know, am I set up the way I need to be? Do you have an underdog feature that you can tell us about with edge encryption? There's an attribute to data within our platform for fields that are eligible for encryption. The combination of that attribute, uh, when you look at information that you're in, that you're say moving from one field or one table to the other, if both of those fields are actually edge encryption enabled equals true, this is a kind of like a bonus question for for our system admin friends out there. If they're moving data from one place to the other, if those if both those fields are uh, encrypted, uh, they need to make sure that they're encrypted the same way. And I found this. Um, out myself from uh, my own practice, that it works just beautifully. Uh, cu- customers uh, might not realize that as they're uh, you know, customizing their apps, but that's something that uh, you know, basically just right-click on the field in a form, go to Show Dictionary, it'll it'll pop up right there. So that's something that's again very special with you know, the the integration that you get with Edge Encryption. Mike, are there any resources that customers can use to learn more about Edge Encryption on their own? If you want more information on the product itself, we've got full documentation on you know, touch on a lot of the areas today that we spoke to at our doc site. And if there's other questions, you know, there's also it's always our community, ServiceNow community, and I like to interact with folks there on that. Thank you. Uh- Both of you have given us a lot of information. This is fantastic. I know we could talk longer. I think we'll have to bring both of you back and we'll do another episode of the podcast in the future. This is fantastic information and the edge encryption feature is incredible and is is only going to get bigger and better in the product. Uh, As you mentioned, Mike, there is more information on our product documentation site. That's docs servicenow.com. There are lively discussions going on in the community, uh, out at our ServiceNow community. And Mike, you're also writing a white paper? That's correct. It'll be out uh, looking uh, in the October 2016 timeframe. And that's going to be posted on the ServiceNow website, along with our other resources out exactly. there. Exactly. Well, thank you both very much for being here. Again, I, I would love to bring you back and talk about this some more. Security is a huge, huge issue, and edge encryption is, is going to be a very important feature to a lot of people. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Susan. Thank you.